0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeton from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos.
0: Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. Max, uh, one
3: year from when we started doing this thing, a year ago this week. Yeah, we got a and we got a anniversary present with some content at at the Tory Pines <laughs> tournament. So that was nice of everyone uh, to give us something to talk about. But yeah, I can't believe we made it a year, Shane. It's been a I saw our picture of the first day we recorded a podcast. It feels like just yesterday. So um, yeah, it's been a kind of a wild year, but it's been a fun fun ride so far.
0: And, and according to the fantasy golf rankings, Rob Bolton posted something, I guess, and I got tagged in a couple of times, said you were still 29. So congratulations on still being 29,
3: same as you were during the recording of this podcast last year. This is just like my long running joke with my aunt. Uh, every birthday is her, you know, 21st birthday. Uh, so I guess every birthday is my 29th. I appreciate everyone playing along. Uh, no one ruin it for me. Uh, you know, you don't, I'll never, I'll never be 30. Like, it's not a bad, not a bad gig.
0: Don't get to it. Uh, just before recording, just to give people a good look into how professional our podcast is, I had to wait for the trash trunk, truck to leave outside my window, and then you had to go take your trash out before we started recording. So listen, professional golfers still do exactly what you guys do, you know, instead to run out and take the trash.
3: It's good synergy. You reminded uh, you reminded me I had to do it. I don't like my trash. My trash people come at like 7 a.m. Yeah, same here. It's brutal. It's brutal, and oh. I uh, I typically forget every single every single time, every single week, and then my I don't have like a paved area to bring mine out, so I have to drag them on the rocks, which isn't probably the best for my neighbors, but <laughs> listen, uh, that's just what I got to do some morning, so I apologize if any of my neighbors listen
0: to this. Um, uh, had a... Max, we had a snowstorm in the Northeast uh, the last 24 hours. It, I, I at one point told Cindy, I, I don't know if it'll ever stop snowing. You know when it's like the middle of summer in Arizona, and you go, I don't remember what it's like for it not to be 120. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. In my, I, in my head, I go, I'm sure at some point it w- will stop snowing, but I don't believe that that's actually going to happen.
3: Shane, you, uh, this is going to be all time segue, you. Had a snowstorm. We on PJ tour had a shit storm there you <laughs> go. Nice. with some, with some rules stuff. I was curious, I think for, uh, you know, typically uh, in these types of situations and, and when it's golf content, you know, the players are in kind of the middle of it, but I would say this time you, you the golf media was really more crazy than anything we really went through. I didn't see it till way later. Uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't obviously talking about it. So I'm curious, Yours and Damon's and everybody's behind the scenes conversations had to be pretty, pretty intense and crazy about, you know, how you're going to go about talking about it and how you insert your opinion and then the facts and all these things. So I was curious how how your uh, Saturday, Sunday went, how if it was fun, if it was crazy, if it was all the above, I was curious uh, what all that entailed, because uh, from our side, it looked, you know, pretty, you know, crazy with what all the media had to had to handle.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was yes, it was absolutely wild. Uh I mean, I I had, you know, before our Sunday show, you know, I probably had a eight to ten minute conversation with Brandel and in uh, you know, by the way, Brandel Chambly, he has these shows he does are in the middle of the afternoon. He gets in there like eight AM to start doing research. It's unbelievable. The guy is the guy is there before some of us get in for the show before his show. You know, I mean, that's that's how clued in and locked in he gets uh, in there. But you know, we're all discussing stuff, kind of different, uh, different ways we might want to go down it, different roads. Um, does this make sense? Does this not? And then it was about, you know, for Damon and I, it was kind of about molding what we believe about it in the same conversation as what we would have on our show, you know, because our show is different than other shows on the network, other other talking points, you know, outside of, of what we do at golf channel, obviously podcasts, everything like that. And so it was about approaching what I like about what Damon and I did was one of the ways we went down it was. If him and I were playing golf and the Patrick Reed situation had happened, what would have been our takeaway and and you know that that's the thing max like and I said this on the show ninety nine point nine 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 percent of golfers that play golf don't have rules officials around, so typically, if that situation would have happened, it would have been on us to govern it, right? It would have been on us to see what would have happened and you know if I'm playing a guy for money and I see him over there and and he's doing what Patrick Reed had done, not to say at the end of the day right that the rules are the rules but I just think it, I mean, this was the hot topic word, optics, right? I think if you looked over there and some guy was doing that, it wouldn't have gone over well if you were playing the guy for 50 bucks.
3: Yeah, so I have the uh, kind of the exact opposite take. What he did, his procedure uh, is spot on what we do. Minus, I've never really seen the ball, you know, left on on the ground. But even that, like, I don't – it's not crazy. But typically, every time I've gone about – you know, doing a plug, uh, checking if a ball's plugged. I mean, sometimes I'll have somebody with me, but for the most part you just yell over like you he did. Hey, I'm going to check gotcha. if my ball's plugged. You typically take it out with two fingers. I mean, it was a little, he did things a little different, but from like that to the eye, he didn't do anything procedurally that was like insane or, or way out of the box. I felt like that's where people's bias was taking over um, because people don't like him. Like a lot of people who watch golf don't like him. That's just like, uh, you know, I see that on the internet. It's not an opinion. I just see a lot of people have, um, you know, he's had a lot of these rules of fraction type things. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, just about the procedure is I, that's about what you do. Uh, there were some parts of it that were kind of odd. Um, but I mean that, that I'm sure you could find that with a lot of things. Max walk us through, like if you're, if you're doing that, right. If you're, playing on a Thursday
0: and there's not cameras and everything like that. Basically kind of letter of the law is you can test it, you can check it, you can pull it out and 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 that's kind of how the how it goes down.
3: Yeah, uh, I would say that like, you know, like in Mexico, I think it probably happened a bunch. It was super wet and you'll walk over, you'll see the ball, you're going to be like, "Hey, some I mean, like listen, like in Mexico when it was as wet as it was, like it's pretty obvious when it's plugged. I mean, you could see and the rough's not very long um and you could very clearly tell the ball's in the ground. But so even, but even then you'll say, Hey, I'm going to see if my ball's plugged. You yell to the group, you put a T down where your ball is, which is always kind of silly because there's a hole there or whatever, but you put T <laughs> down and, and like, what I'll do is I will pick the ball up with two fingers and like remove it from the ground. Usually you f- can feel a bit of like, if it was stuck in the ground. So right. part of, part of, I guess maybe where people aren't like the procedure is like, you do feel how it comes in and out of the ground matters. Like you could tell if it's, if it was like lodged in there. So, and, and then you kind of look, I look at it and then I looked, I look down, I I've never touched around to see if it had broken the grass. So I don't know if that is a, like a kosher thing to do, but I've never done that one. Um, but I mean, it might be, I mean, from what the rules official said, he didn't really break any rules. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll pick it up. It typically has a bunch of mud on it if it's plugged, but then, you know, you can, look at the lie obviously and see if it looks like there's a real hole in the ground. Um, so then, um, if I think that it is, I say, Hey, ball was plugged. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. These people, you know, people kind of get frustrated with Patrick for the procedure and, and I get it because it's, you know, he's had these things happen before, but like we, we are also, kind of bitched at to do more rulings by ourselves without rules. Efficiency. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know where, I mean, the plug lie. And I thought up until yes, or two days ago, it's pretty freaking simple. Like you, it, it's pretty obvious. So I've never had to be like, Hey, can you come see if this is plugged? I may have had that happen one time, but I I, don't, I honestly may not have ever. So like it's usually, I, I thought that's pretty clear. I guess Tori has long, long rough. So like you, it does, you can't probably see as well, whatever. So, But, like, that whole thing, like, then you just say, hey, guys, like, it was plugged, and then they wave back you. It would be the same thing as, hey, this cart path is in my way, or, hey, I'm standing on the sprinkler head. I'll come over if somebody says, hey, can you look at this? Like, this feels like uh, it's close. I just want to make sure. And, like, I've done that. People have done that, you know, as as me. It's very, like, it's very simple. But, yeah, so it's like he did, I thought, when he he was supposed to do, there were some weird things. You know, I'm sure if he put the ball back in the hole. Um, it would have helped a little bit. Cause like, that's odd. Like I said, it, whatever, but I mean, you could, we can misconstrue or we could, we can sh- construe all these things, how we want to to fit an- the narrative of, of what we wanted to happen. But like the whole point comes down to d- was the ball plugged. And like, that's the only thing I guess that um, that's where the conversation should be. I- I'm not really going to speak on the matter um, like too much, but my point is, is that uh, the, uh, the procedure was fine. Um, the uh, the by the the anger around the procedure is a Patrick Reed thing, it, it, which is unfair. It unfair, but unfair, but it's Unf- I'm sorry, it's wrong. Like, so his procedure was right. It's unfair to that. My point is this, the 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 bias towards him and how much people dislike him is why people think that his procedure was wrong. His procedure is right. You now have to determine if you think that ball plugged, which everyone could have their opinion. It popped a foot in the air. And then hit the ground. So there's like you can make your opinion like, but my point is, is that t- take the conversation away from him really picking was. the ball up. That happens right. all the time. He doesn't need a rules official. I'm sure it happened. It did happen again. Rory did it, and like it has to be in your pitch mark. That's the other thing. Now I'll grant him that they said that it didn't bounce. I I don't know when we started using like volunteers as uh, <laughs> the letter of the law. And here I have I have two funny stories. Well, one was not that funny, but I have another one that uh, I might have brought it up a year ago on our podcast, but I had a, a volunteer at the waste management last year on number is a par five, and I healed this drive pretty bad. And um, I'm playing with Keith and Bryce Garnett, and uh, you know, we Keith and I talked about it last week when we played together. Like I said it's almost one year anniversary of like the weirdest thing ever with the volunteer, and my ball goes into the water and it sliced a bunch because I healed it. So I know, I think I know where it crossed. I'm pretty generally sure there's like it's not even a I mean to me until this all came up or until uh, this with you know what I'm about to say came up I never really thought like it was in question so I found there's like an inlet like with the lake and you drop on the side of the hill and I'm gonna have to lay up with like a five iron and so I'm like going about and I'm yelling at Keith and Bryce, you guys cool with it crossing here? It's like, yeah. And then a, a rules official who is quite old inserts himself in the conversation says, it did not, cr- it didn't cross there. It crossed way back. Like, and he's talking like 55, 60 more yards back. And I'm like, no, like there's no way, like it crossed right here. And he goes, no, my wife and I saw it. The ball splashed. It didn't splash anywhere near there. It splashed like 40 yards short. So I look at my book to see where that is. And, and where he's telling me the ball landed in the water is 230 yards. I've never, I've never hit my driver 230 yards in my life. The ball would have to have exploded <laughs> for my ball to go to 230. So I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. You know, I'm, we're being nice. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. But like that, that that's not possible. I don't hit my driver 230. And this is, this is at 270 260. No, I'm sorry. This was at 260, which I thought was being fairly like uh, conservative, I healed it. I didn't hit it. Well, it was kind of cold. Like I'm sure it didn't buy 300 yards, but we're in Arizona. I mean, my driver here, you know, that would be a 60 yard reduction on my right or 50 yard reduction on my driver carry. And now he's asking me for 80 yards. Like, it, and, and so I, so, you know, I did what you can do with it's a volunteer. He, the guy's not a rules official. I said, sir, like, and, and now Joe's getting mad because this guy is essentially like the way he's telling me what's happening is he's basically saying i'm cheating right and it was very not okay in my opinion and i'm like, and so i was like you know sir we got it like it's all good like we don't this is not your job like you can help but if we decide our whole group i mean and then now i have to ask Bryce and keith a hundred times like am i doing something wrong here like you guys saw what i saw right and they're like yeah yeah so and I, and I showed him the book i'm like this is where he's saying i crossed that means the ball flew like in total 230 yards because if it flew 260 it crosses here like that was just how it had to be so joe finally like kind of snaps on the guy and it's like like dude like we have this like and again it's a volunteer he was 70 80 years old and he's telling me that him and his wife saw the golf ball i i don't he he's out of line now we, we were a little out of line because we were being kind of rude but the reason was is and keith told me this yes uh, this week was like the guy looked at somebody in the the score, he looked at our score and said, you know, basically like this guy's cheating. Like he's, he's calling me a cheater. And I will, again, I can guarantee you that he is wrong. Like I, I played golf much more with myself than he's ever seen me hit a driver. None of it was logical. And so that's where the volunteer thing is, is odd. But again, you take the info that has been presented to you throughout your group, throughout your, your, um, the, the volunteers whoever you can the camera but like it, it's it's odd because you know that th- that's not uh that's not like the end all be all but i i get that part the point is, is the entire conversation should be was is that ball plugged? because no matter what happened in all of this you only get a drop if the ball's plugged and that, that's that's where if you if if you're gonna go with but he did again he did nothing wrong because the rules official deemed it to be plugged so like right there's really not a lot but it's just a uh, you know it's a uh, he's had this before so i understand where all of it comes from but i just wanted to like explain like that's how i would have done the ruling thing without holding it weird and putting it on the ground like if if you're going to be that mad at those two things i don't think that's insane what like doing that but like the rest of what he did you don't need a freaking rules official around you don't you you can pick up the golf ball like all those things are okay there was a couple like i said weird things in there but like the rest of it i'm like tired of reading that like but it's crazy you did that. Like with cameras right there, you picked up the ball. It's like, yeah, we all like, that's how everyone mostly would have done it. But like the rest of it is definitely, there's some gray
0: area maybe. So, so, you know, this, I was going to go to this in a little bit, just, but since you're bringing this up, so I kind of, and this is going to kind of what can we learn or what can we do from this? Right. Because I mean, the reason that people are upset is because of Patrick Reed's history and Patrick Reed's history is because of Patrick Reed. I mean, you know, that's not, I mean, that's why, this comes up. It's not, you know, it's not anybody getting upset about a situation. It's, you know, the past is is always going to be hovering around Patrick Creed, right? I mean, that's just part of, of what happens when you do certain things uh, throughout your career. So I'm with you that we all, and I'm talking about media, want golfers to play faster. And I've always said this. I I find it I get so annoyed when I see a professional golfer asking for a ruling on a car path or a simple ruling that we all know, right? And so this is, as you said it, this is a fairly simple ruling. The ball's plugged, it's embedded. You know, you, you get relief. That's how that works, right? But I think when you, you know, again, when you go grab the ball, pull it out, then call for a rules official, that to me seemed like the steps were a little out of order for how it went down. And again, I know you're saying that's that's not really how you guys typically do it. But if you're it like the rules official to me didn't have information that would have been extremely helpful. And so my question to you is this, Max, is it wild to think that golf could be helped out by kind of a caucus type of place where you've got three or four peoples and their entire job is to watch and monitor the telecast. And when a rule situation comes up, they have all the video, all the angles, everything that they can consume instantaneously, get that information in, and then we can have a way where that information is relayed immediately to rules officials so when that guy shows up with Patrick Reed he knows everything that's already gone down he knows that the ball bounced he he knows that that Reed picked the ball up like he at least is informed because I feel like Fable showed up and there was no information he had to get all of his information from Patrick Reed right so if it and let's take Patrick Reed out of it let's say it's you let's say it's Max Homa if the video if the camera's on you and all of this was you and not Patrick Reed and the guy comes up you have to kind of explain to the official What all went down. And I feel like that is where it would be very easy to, and again, not to say he did this or didn't do this, but it'd be very easy to give information that you want to give or leave off information that you want to leave off. And to me, it's we have all these camera angles, we have all these looks in. As big as golf is, and to you guys, Max, like, I mean, one finish is a ton of money, you know, if you jump up one spot. One shot is a ton of money and FedEx Cup points and all the stuff that matters throughout the season. So for you guys, having it absolutely accurate in terms of, and I love this phrase, protecting the field, but just in terms of making sure everything's accurate, is that something that you would be in favor of? Would you think it's too much? What are your thoughts on something like that?
3: Uh, I would say if they had that technology, then maybe they should just show more golf shots on t v first because <laughs> that's an entertaining thing you know this is i i mean I guess in a perfect world, you'd have all of that uh here's the thing there's no camera angle that would have proved that that ball plugged or right plug. for sure um, I guess it would have proved that it wasn't in his pitch mark, which uh of course you can't tell i mean it's uphill shot I know, I know i mean I know. that one's tough, but I guess yeah t- i mean it w- in a perfect world yes <laughs> the it, the issue the issue is this game. I was raised on this game to be a, a gentleman's game, or or you know, and I don't like that term. Like a, I don't know how to a, the proper form of, of woman, but like a gentle, gentle person, person, game. Game, Like some people with integrity. Like that's that's what I was growing up on. Um, you call penalties on yourself. Um, You know, you you don't try to use the rules at, to your advantage um whenever necessary or whenever opportune. Um So it comes down to really that that. That ball, in my opinion, that ball could have been back in the hole. Because you're saying that the rules official didn't have a lot of information. He would have had the proper information if Patrick picked up the ball, looked at it, couldn't tell, didn't touch the ground, put the ball back in the hole. And then we could have, then we, then the rules official has as much information as anybody, minus the fact that it bounced. So that could have helped for sure. But it's almost unfair to Patrick then, if, if, I guess unfair is the wrong word, but it's almost weird to Patrick then if you say, oh, it did because we saw it on camera when it's like, yeah, well, maybe my ball plug, I mean, I didn't have any, but maybe my ball plugged, but it actually bounced. but I didn't see it. And no one right. had a camera. I don't know, had like, camera so there, So it's, it's a tough, so I don't mind all that as much. It just is if the real social knew that it was plugged or not. And again, there's no camera angle. So the whole thing comes down to if you think, yes, at any point, if I guess if I picked up, you know, my ball, and then I said, Hey, I want a rule system to come back. And when I put my ball down, I pushed into the turf to make sure that thing was plugged. That would be a way to do it. But like, that's the stuff you couldn't get that on camera. Right. So I don't know if camera fixes a lot. There's a point where we have to be like, Hey, I, I would, one thing, I would like rules to be written with less intent. So like when you say I didn't intend to anchor it, like, okay, but you did anchor it. Cause I don't intend to hit my ball in the fairway on accident Uh, like and move it one inch like matt wolf did in palm springs yet that's a penalty like we're not using much logic in the game of golf uh with the rules like dj oakmont when he had that putt that the ball moved the ball literally moved further from the hole you're telling me that that's an advantage that he deserves a penalty for like if anything he just penalized himself an inch so like that's we don't use a lot of logic in this case scenario like or in the case scenario, sorry, with Matt Wolf, he gets a penalty for a thing that did not benefit him at all. And then you have this one where it does benefit, and we're not using a lot of logic in this. So it's it's a tough situation. The rules official probably could have done a different or better job. But again, I don't know, because I think what this whole thing comes down to is if you believe that Patrick Reed or anyone who has been in a situation, but like this situation was clearly on TV, if you believe knowing that that ball bounced, you have to decide if you think that he essentially built a lie in the, in the grass or if it plugged after it bounced, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm off the procedure. I'm off him no, needing to know that that ball was not in his own pitch mark. I think that's tough. That'd be tough to say. I think it's just got too it's, we got a lot going on. I know that that's proven now that it was, but like he, in the moment, it would be hard to know. I guess he could have called for a camp, but like who thinks that like, that's not right. That, that's I a far-fetched idea. So it's just deciding if that ball was actually embedded. And if the rules official decided that it was that he felt that there was a hole there, then you have to decide if you think that ball could have plugged without anything, like get pushed on. That's where the argument is going. I'm not giving my opinion. That's where, that's where, that's where the focus should be. Cause, cause that, I don't know. That that's the only thing I see that that was that that's uh, improvable and and or unprovable and like odd, I guess. Like because everything. I mean, we're picking at it, but yeah. I mean, perfect perfect world cameras all the time, but we're gonna slow down even more. Um, I mean, I so just, I just trying to think of any, are, any
0: solution. Like, is there there's if, always going to there be a one. judgment
3: call? Cause there's always going to be like, I've had swings where like, if in my follow through, on my divot, I might hit the path with my might fall through. And like, that's when you call rules, which are like, do you think this, like, I don't, I'm not trying to be shady and you, or you'll, you get a, uh, another guy in your group. And it's like, yeah. And you're like, try really hard to come up with the, the most honest, like best uh, decision on that matter. Uh, But a lot of these things really just come down to you. Um, If you look back at the Sung Kang, Joel Damon story, how that ended was, you know, Sung hit the ball. Sung, do you think that it covered? Yes. Joel, your opinion no longer matters because it is on the player. So it's like you just got to be an upstanding person at some point. Um, And again, I don't know. I don't think we can prove because we'd have cameras on the Sung Sun King Joel one. But the point is, is it comes down to the player. In this case, it comes down to Patrick. So I understand that he has a bad track record. I get it. Um, you know, but are we going to treat this situation differently because it's Patrick? Or are we going to just treat it like it's the rules of golf? Um, this is the fun part. That's why, like I said, in my, in my world, n- whatever he did, I can't. I, ha- I have to take him at his word for it. Gotcha. I to have my opinions and my thoughts on it, but it does me no good to sit here and, and bitch about it because I can't. Who's going to prove it? But this is why I was so curious about your guys' uh, world because you guys can present an opinion, and that's my my whole point from this podcast is just to, I think, put the eyeballs on what the where the opinion should be because the rest is is cool. But, um, I mean, that's why uh, your your opinion means a lot more than mine does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, I mean, you know, to me, again, it's I, – I think so many other, like, outside factors play into the way we look at this, right? I mean, again, if this is you, if this is Joel Damon, if this is Rory McElroy, you know, which had a, a, a similar situation, like you said, and the video came out, you know, a day later. I mean, if if the players that don't have a history – of running into rules issues and bringing these things on themselves, then I like, I'm going to believe you. Again, I think that, you know, you brought it up. You said, you know, this is a gentle person's game. Like this is the whole, the whole point of golf and and, and the way I play golf. I mean, I don't play golf with people out there helping me with my rules. It's on me to live by the letter of the law. And if I don't do that, then, then that's, that's a look inside myself and inside my character. And to me, it's, you have to being a professional golfer playing against other professional golfers. You have to, in a, in a sense, believe them, right? No matter what they've done in the past and no matter what they're going to do in the future, you have to believe them and you have to believe what the rules say, right? Because if you don't, I can imagine for you being in contention, having a great week, going out there and trying to make a run on Sunday and shoot some silly number and maybe get up there close to the lead. You can't sit there thinking, Oh my goodness, what happened yesterday? Right? That can't be something that's, that's, that's bouncing around in your brain because you've because you that's not something a competitor can live with if he wants to go out there and be his best, right?
3: Yeah, I, mean, I can't be playing Sunday thinking I should be one or two better. Closer, right? This is done, because what does that get me? But I mean, yeah, I could be, I, I could be more proactive if I'm. I mean, if I'm like for for instance, I played with a uh, somebody uh, three times a one year once. This was years ago, and first two rounds we played together. There was something shady. I thought that this guy did, um, but I never had a good angle on it and I never had a great beat on it. And I'm not going to argue something that I can't prove. It's like I can't prove that Patrick pushed into the turf and made that ball plug. I can't prove that. So why am I going to argue it? There's, I have no legs to stand on. I, I, have, no, I, I have no, I have no, no evidence, no, nothing. So it's just, it's okay. I can give everybody their word. I give everyone a golf, the option to be honest. Like you just, if you tell me you, it is, it is like, well, I'll, I'll move along. However, like in this situation, I played two rounds with this guy and did two shady sh- things. And I'm like, okay. So I, but I, I had no, nowhere to argue. So the third time I play with him, I'm a little bit more keen to, which sucks for me because I'm playing a tournament as well, but now I'm playing with this certain person and I'm like, I have to be a little more keen when these, like when things come up. So I guess that's what, that's what you do. So the third time this dude actually did something shady and I was fortunately standing close enough where I could tell, you know, kind of what, where the ball crossed. And I mean, finally I had, I was like, okay, I saw that. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to stick my chest out and make sure I protect the field, but it's hard to protect the field without hurting somebody. If you don't actually know what happened, if you're just assuming this time I made sure that I was going to watch these things. So, if, if, Like, that would be the policing of, of this. Is if you that, think but that somebody, shouldn't be, you know, that's the problem. No, that's job, it is right, part you know? of the job because there okay. is a police that's protecting the field. We're told, you know, uh, to hold each other accountable, or at least that's what people on Twitter, like, kind of bring up, that we should hold each other accountable. We try, but, like, I, I, I want this to be known. I'm not saying, I'm not not saying that Patrick Reed cheated because I'm scared of being fined. I'm not saying it because I cannot prove that that happened. So I don't, I'm not tiptoeing around. I I have my opinion um, and, and it's, it's different than what I feel like a lot of people's has been on the internet. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm not, that, that's not my place. And I don't think that that's a fair thing to say. Now, it, is it weird that it's happened a few times? Sure. Um, but like he, he is, he's been exonerated of them. He's, he is, he should be allowed to just be his per- his own person, and this should be taken at um, you know at, at, at you know face value. This this ruling it should not be based off of what has happened prior, because people are allowed to improve. You look at a situation like a Justin Thomas thing that's happened; that's been obviously something that I'm sure he's not super proud of. Well, I'm, I'm I know Justin's character. If I were just to not like him now, it would be kind of BS because he's allowed to improve so is someone who does something you know gets a speeding ticket Is that person just a bad no you could get to be a better driver whatever a safer driver so like the like he, he you know this could be a completely uh, innocent situation I, I just i don't know it's 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 a wild thing like how how it gets it can get twisted but at the same time i i i see both sides of it because he has had this happen but um I don't know. Like it's a, it's a weird, weird situation. I never really thought a plug lie would be this uh, kind of <laughs> well, what's
0: so crazy is the, is the, the ca- Okay. So without the camera angle of the ball bouncing, I don't think this is anything, right? Not so it's, 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 it's the one angle showing the ball bounce, And that to me is what blows this whole thing up. And, and I, and again, I'm not here to defend. I'm not here to accuse. We're just here having a conversation. You know, my, My, I mean, I've played plenty of golf in my life and you hit a shot over in the rough. I mean, you sometimes don't see what, how the ball reacts. You know, it's very easy not to see it. Max, I think something I've learned from you and getting a chance to play with you and getting a chance to play with other pros. and, And I think this is very important for people to understand about professional golfers more than anybody else in the world is professional golfers aren't, don't really care what you're doing when you're playing golf. Like they're playing their game, like they're in their world. I mean, they're. They're worried about their golf shot. It's to your point about having to worry about somebody that you say uh, stretches the rules and you having to keep an eye on them. Even if that's 1% of your effort, that's taking 1% away from your game and what you're doing typically and how you are comfortable when you're playing in a tournament setting. And so I would bet you, my guess is, is that of the four other people involved in that group, the two players and the two caddies, maybe one's looking, maybe two, but I guarantee you it's not all four. I mean, you guys are are preparing for your next shot and you're walking up. So that's the only thing I'll say in terms of a, a, I guess the defense is it's hard to see a shot 180 yards down to the left, especially if not, everybody's paying a lot of attention
3: to it. And there are no fans there as well. Yeah. uh, The, the, yeah, the scene of the bounce thing is tough uh, anytime, especially on that hole. But yeah, so just all the rest is, is conjecture and I'm not defending or, or, incriminating somebody it's just i i that the the arguments of all the other stuff is kind of just it's 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 funny um but uh, it was high it was hot man it was the twitter was hot
0: golf world was practice yeah how, I how was it how was yeah. how how like i mean how, how was the buzz like was it were you i mean i know you wrote on twitter you said you said i can't say anything here but my group yeah. chat's been blowing up like how is it as a player in the field in the tournament and also on the tour like how How is that next twenty hours for
3: you, yeah, I guess it's interesting because like we it doesn't happen often, which is good, or at least we don't hear about it happening often, which is good. It means that most people like are not doing anything that would bring up that kind of stuff, so when it does happen, everybody's kinda like you said, they're buzzing, they're talking about it, they're thinking about it, I mean, on you know Sunday, if somebody following you, was like all right, so at what point do we talk about what happened yesterday you know because like, it's funny, you don't know what to say it's again it's like not really it's not gonna not gonna help our our cause at all so, but it, it but it just doesn't happen often so it is weird uh internet's fun and it's funny because I see things that like I said obviously a couple of times that like aren't really true about how things go on, but i I understand people's side of it, but then you also have like then people bitching at Xander about being like, you know, you should have just won. Like he still beat you by five. It's like, that's not like his point. So people kind of like missing, missing the the uh, angles here and there. So then that's kind of fun. But for us, it's just, you know, it, you hear so much about how we get any ruling we want. Um, shout out to you, Tron. I listened to No Lang Up before I got on this uh, podcast, it, but I hear it from other people that we get any rule we want. We can lead people, lead the rules. Officials Like, I don't think that is true at all. Like I've had plenty of rulings that I hate or I've called in a second opinion and I still didn't get it. So we don't get really what we want. There, there are times when I'm sure you can kind of, uh, lean, show your opinion of what you'd rather have, but that's not, they, they are very, I mean, by the book. So, when when these when this happens to somebody a couple of times, it's interesting because we all talk about it almost in a uh I don't know, in like a, a curious manner, in the sense that I've never had that happen to me one time, let alone three or four. So it's just it, it but also there there's people like Dustin, who's also had something not really rules and not like to this extent of rules and but he's had these rules and fractions surround him. So it could be just like coincidence, but like, it's just weird for us. This, this stuff doesn't happen. So it's kind of fun. It's like gossip. It's like, we're back in high school where you can be like, do you hear about this? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's kind of fun because again, at the end of the day, rules official gave his blessing. That's law in our world. So it's not like he's ever going to get a, a penalty after the fact. Um, there was like a bit of a, I did have a discussion with somebody and, and I would say that like, here's kind of where the rules of golf suck in my opinion with this new camera stuff. But like, you know, Matt Wolf got a penalty the week before at Palm Springs. Like I mentioned, he he did his little waggle. And as he took the club back, the ball tipped and rolled. And after the round, uh, they, you know, after the entire round, like in the next morning, they deemed that that actually did move. He's got a penalty. It's pretty crazy. They looked at that thing a thousand times. I think at one point they determined that it wasn't a penalty, whatever. So they determined a penalty. Again, logic's out the window. He clearly didn't want the ball to move while he was swinging. No one in the world wants that. Um. So we have, you know, TV help you there, help, quote, unquote. I don't believe that help, but it showed the ball move. And now we have this one that shows the ball bounce. And unfortunately, I guess, I don't know. the The ball didn't plug in its own pitch mark. So how is Matt's different than Patrick's? Like, that's where I, like, it just starts to feel a bit unfair in the rules. Like, Patrick's ball very clearly did not bounce into its own pitch mark. Now, Matt didn't even know the ball moved. Right. Like, and I guess he kind of could have caused it to move technically. But again, that's just where the rules are stupid because he didn't want the ball to move. So, like, none of that, none of it makes sense. So, it works here, but it doesn't work for this. Yeah, it's I don't like, know where we and should like, go. Let's pick the time where it should help, right? And, and yeah. I actually think you that's some, one, some, you know, yeah, the one, one thing sense, that, I guess.
0: And I And I, I love that naked eye thing that we at least do after the, the Court of All Women's Open, you know, where the, it's like one grain of gra- of sand touches the club and it's like grinding yeah. and it's like, you know it's it's just so i mean we have these amazing cameras like of course we see certain stuff that we didn't used to see and i mean you go back and, and, and watch some replays of a tournament from 1984 like the ball could have been plugged you
3: wouldn't even have known you know and it was like yeah. AC, right it's it just it, it's very different but so i have a i have a great plug lie story really quick if you don't mind i almost tweeted it but i feel like it's better for this that's topical i think i feel like that's a topical story well, I was thinking of a funny tweet that would be along the lines of this without addressing the topic. And this is what I remembered. So I shockingly have only like a few, like a handful of hungover rounds on the PJ tour. Okay. <laughs> uh, or the or the Corn Ferry tour. I haven't really sent it that much before round. but I'm at the tour championship in uh in Jacksonville. Uh I can't remember what year this was, but I had locked up my card and at the tour championship and I did play, I kind of made the cut on the number played well Saturday and Saturday night, you know, some of the boys were going out and I was going out. Um, so I went out and have fun uh, and, you know, show up to the course tomorrow. morning. I don't feel great. I'm definitely not like, you know, in a terrible position, but I'm not in a good, good spot. Like mentally. give me one to
0: 10. Like where are we at? One. To I ten? mean, I was
3: probably like uh, for golf, I would say I was like a seven hungover, like okay, in real life. Okay. I'd be like a three, but you know, like my, <laughs> my, my, sh- my shit ain't moving. You know, I needed, <laughs> I needed some extra time to chip. It's Bermuda. Like none of it set up good. Um, so on the very first hole, I hit a good drive par five, hit a good second shot and it lands greenside and it had been raining all week because uh, it's Florida. And, uh, I, I get up to the ball and the ball is, is super plugged. Like I wouldn't even need it to like check. Like it was very obviously plugged. And I don't like, have you ever heard of like hungover brain, you know, where it's like, you're just like, it doesn't work. So like I had hungover brain, like it just wasn't firing. Like my, my brain was firing and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you get uh um, relief from a plug lie through the green But through the green only means on the short grass, which is not true. Through the green means anywhere throughout the entire golf course that's inbounds. And I I like, none of it's working. So I'm on the face of this like grass bunker, basically. And my ball is like halfway into the ground. I've got like a 30 uh, foot pitch and I just like chunk it out. Like I slam the ground like you would a plug bunker shot, pops out, muds all over it, lands and rolls out to like a foot and I make birdie. And after the hole, Steve Steve Marino I have not like put this together yet my brain is still not on um it's like in snooze or whatever and Steve Marino comes over he goes hey was your ball plugged did you just play it out of the plug lie uh, and I said yeah and he's like because it was like a bet like you thought it would be better to like let it run and I'm like no And like as he said I'm like oh my god I totally could have got a free drop <laughs> it was just just had no, just, just yeah. a, it didn't process it needed a Never, like, honestly like I went through the whole thing and none of it like I Do didn't you have a caddy? Like, was somebody with somebody caddy? Was there. He never, he, I mean, he, was, he drank with me. <laughs> okay. Course. Gotcha. I don't think that all helps. You guys gotcha. too fun, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It was so funny, but it was, it was, uh, so yeah, don't be hung over and play like a competitive round of golf because you might, you might make some dumb mistakes, but that was all timer. I was so embarrassed, but then I also was like, <laughs> I just hit it to a
1: foot.
0: <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back.
1: Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
4: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure... To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect.
0: We're, we're, hey, we're 40 minutes in. We didn't even talk about your week, T A T. Seventy-one, sixty-eight, seventy-two, seventy-two. number one shot uh, of the week on PJTour.com. Uh, I had to ask you, um, I texted you this and I wanted to ask you on the podcast. So
3: can you just walk us through 18? Can you, can you walk us through? Cause you birdied 17, right? Yeah. So I, 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 this I hit, it on Saturday. It okay. yeah, hit it. Okay. On Saturday. I hit my irons amazing all week, but never really got puss to drop and didn't drive it well in the back nine any day at Torrey. Um, and so I, I play around on Saturday that I'm, I'm, not too mad about with the shots and hitting the ball. It's just, it's, it just wasn't really going my way. It's a hard ass golf course. So like th- even three over wasn't horrible. I'm trying to get in the house around two over. I, I, my goal was to really to birdie 17, 18, but I've been a cool with birdie in one of the two getting in at two over. And it gives me a chance to win. If I shoot eight, nine under, not obviously that was proven, but I would put pressure on Patrick and like, i you know would have been in the tournament i just didn't want to fall it's easy to think it's sorry, hey i'm gonna finish with a couple birdies you finish with a couple bogeys right okay. can I, can
0: I can i interject that ask you a question there so you know you said you're like i'm gonna birdie one of the last two is and i mean I, you know i obviously have gone through this so a million times in my life is that something that you kind of verbally say like do you say that to joe like hey let's birdie one of the last two or, or like are you guys saying let's birdie the last two or is it more just you kind of internally having a checklist like let's let's get in it let's let's play the last couple one under and, and that'll be good. Like how does, how do you go about that?
3: Yeah. I typically say it internally, if I do say it to Joe, uh, a lot of the times he'll say like, if we have two holes left, he goes, let's get two looks at birdie. Okay. So uh, gotcha. not to put too much pressure on other stuff. Now there's a balance of saying, Hey, let's birdie one of the last two or two, of the last two without getting, and then getting back into like, the now thing like the present, but it's like boosting yourself up to be more confident and then being like, okay, well, how do I birdie the next two? I hit a good tee shot right here on 17. So it's more internal than external. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I do a good job. I mean, I, I hit, hit a, you know, make par on 16. So I turned to 17, 18, hit a real, two really good shots on 17, finally make a putt. And I'm like, nice. Like 18 might just be gravy. Now, if I can make burden, I missed the fairway, which is probably a good thing. Cause it's playing long into the wind. they, I don't understand golf setup but like that tee should be up. I mean they did it on 18 but like that tee should just always be up if it's into the wind because the second shot is so fun. I mean it's over water, it's You don't exciting. want it up, right? You can't I couldn't get Tony Finau said he couldn't get there on Saturday. I mean he hits his, you know, far enough for anybody. <laughs> so it's just crazy. So um yeah, so I uh I missed the fairway. No, I hit the I hit the fairway. Hit the fairway lay up with a 5 iron, 6 iron something like that up the right. And as we're walking up to the like walking up to the ball, we're probably like seventy yards away. I told Joe, I said, I'm making the sweatshot. No uh, way. And, you know, yeah, I, I told him. So that's why when people thought that I didn't celebrate, it's because I was yelling at him, like that I you know, called it. Uh so I, I was just looked at him when it went in and I, you know, and he was laughing or whatever. But uh, it was it was it was it was obviously a um semi-miracle finish because Joe's first thing is goes, We shot even because <laughs> it never felt it never felt like we were even par. But it was also, I felt, I felt due because I'd hit a lot of good shots. Um, Now, obviously when the ball just actually goes in the hole from, you know, 80 yards or whatever, it's, it's definitely some luck, but that was a fun, which I saw it, it it worked out. Uh, It it, it did, it painted the picture, I guess, but you know, throughout the week I did everything you know, kind of the same throughout the week. I, I would have a couple sections where I drove it not well. And then some where I did, and my iron game was so good all week that I always had a lot of looks. Friday, if I would have just putt halfway decent or made anything, um, I would have shot in super low number. So I think my longest putt I even made all day was probably like 10, 12 feet. Um, but, uh, you know, my front nine uh, on Sunday was epic, minus one hole. I, I've never hit the ball that well. I hit every fairway and every green and both par fives in two, minus wow. the seventh hole. And I hit a driver off the deck from 290 on nine to like 25 feet. So I was like locked in. So I was feeling really good about my swing. And then that back nine is just hard and it, it got me a little bit. Um, but I was proud of the week. I mean, I played well. It was, as Joe said, he said, it seems like we're trending to play not great and getting 18th. So hopefully being in contention a bit more and, and getting used to it. Um, but uh, Shane, I had a I had a question for you. Uh, I saw this all over the internet on Tuesday or on Thursday and then Friday. And then unfortunately Saturday, uh, people don't like lift clean in place, uh, Is the thing I'm just curious your opinion on that? Um, I don't. I I just go with what we're allowed to do. I mean, it was weird playing Thursday with no rain. Yeah, but like I knew it was supposed to be awful Friday. But your your opinion, like, why do you think people dislike it? Do you dislike it? Does it does it not affect you? How how do you view uh, LCP? I think I get more confused
0: sometimes at the decisions of why it's a lift, clean, and place day. And you know, I think that the reason people were up in arms was that. Because of the weather on Friday, they were preparing for lift cleaning place place on Thursday, right? I think that was the weird thing. and I know it was two different golf courses and they wanted to give everybody, you know, an advantage here or there. To me, it's you're playing golf on Thursday. If you play north or south, whatever, like take advantage of it. And if you're playing on Friday and you're playing north or south and it's windy and rainy and nasty, I mean, that's kind of how you have to deal with it. I don't know what conditions were like. Obviously, I wasn't there. I don't know how like soppy. Was it wet? Was it muddy? Was it gross
3: kind of before the week at all? Uh We had a really weird day Monday, but it didn't really rain. But, no, the course was firm mostly. Yeah, that's, um, that's why I kind of get confused by it. Friday was wet, it. but not in the places you – there were a couple areas. I think they were planning – so, from my understanding, lift clean and places played to speed up play uh, so that when your ball is in a an area where it's a little wet in the fairway you don't have to get a rule. or in the rough, you don't have to get a rule special to call in uh like a uh, casual water and then find where you go next. You can just go place it. A club link hopefully, if if that's enough, and it's just supposed to speed things up, from what I understand, I don't really think it's about mud balls. um So again, like I think now that's just from what I. So heard. like standing um, water, it's basically like it's basically like speeding yeah. up standing water relief. There was a lot of it. it, just ended up not being where we hit the ball very often, but it's supposed to speed things up, which okay. is funny because I, I get I, I I understand people's like gripe about this, like let play the ball down, blah blah blah, but like they also gripe about like slow play, and I know that some of that is is our fault, but like. In, the, in this case we're playing an impossible golf course uh that that you know you have to mark every three footer anyways like this would really slow it down so do we want it to be faster do i mean i didn't i don't ever see a problem with lift clean in place um you know i, I understand the purists of golf don't want it like that's totally fair um but like it, i've never felt a huge advantage with lift clean in place i mean i had one shot this week that i felt like i got pretty it was advantageous. I was in the fairway, but I would have been standing like nearer in the bunker, and because it was in the fairway, I got to move it. So I will say that, like that, probably saved me um, a little bit. Um, maybe I don't know. I mean, but like, so I get, I get it. But at the same time, it's like we're, I, from what I understand, it's just to speed us up, which is as, as an entertainment product, which is what I'm yelled at about that I'm just an entertainer, and this is an entertainment product. I don't get how lift, clean, and place is less entertaining, especially if we weren't going to get mud balls anyways, because. And and oddly enough, on Sunday, you know, Rory uh, Sabatini had one or or everyone always yells at Seti had one. Um, But like (laughs) it's an entertainment product. You're not going to like we weren't going to see a lot of that anyway. So like how did it deter from your entertainment? Now, if your entertainment is bitching about everything possible, that's okay because I want you to be entertained by the game of golf. But that does seem like it's part of the entertainment of golf now is finding anything that can make you mad. And then bitching about it on the internet, which again, listen, keep doing it because as long as you do it, there's some enter- like that makes golf fun, and and this rules thing that's happened is fun, and like the Rory stuff and the Xander, like all this makes golf more fun. So I'm cool with it. But uh, I, I like when I watch golf, I wouldn't even know people are doing it. Like I would, it would never deter anything from my viewing uh experience. So like that was what was so funny about it. But yeah, I think I, I don't know. They just want it to fit in the window of the TV cover. So we don't have to spill over into uh I mean we don't get college basketball after golf, but <laughs> if there were <laughs> the last, you, you're gonna you're gonna cut into the last five minutes. Yeah. And, you know
0: I I think I, I think that um you know I, I think that we're living in a world now where it's It's fun to gripe about the PGA tour. First of all, right. It's it's that seems to be the most popular take is is any PGA tour approach is something that's easy. It's like lowest hanging fruit. Like, let's, let's jump on this and complain about it. And I'm a little, I'm kind of going the other way. Like, I feel like I lived in the everything frustrated me for a bit world for a while. And I'm trying because my job's changed and I'm watching a whole bunch of golf, like more than I've ever watched in my life. I mean, it also, by the way, I got a, a little, this is a preview for flights, but uh, West Coast golf golfing on the East Coast, it's just amazing. It's just like yeah. on the after evening, it's great. You sound like <laughs> it's snowing, you know, six feet, you can watch <laughs> golf, but um, I'm trying to just enjoy golf right now. And I mean, which is so interesting because we have had a lot of uh, issues so far this year in and around the game but I'm really trying to watch it as a person that likes the game and enjoys watching golf. And so it's easy to get annoyed because lift cleaning places in play on a perfect day in San Diego. I'm just trying not to let it get internally, get inside of me. You know, I'm trying not to, not to let it bother me. And so, um, it kind of goes back to the read thing. You know, I, I, I had a lot of, a lot of ways I wanted to go with it. Um, you know, I, I, have, you know, I, I think, I think the Draymond green comp is a pretty good one. You know, Draymond got that tech a couple of weeks ago against the Knicks cause he was yelling at Wiseman and, uh, and he gets the second tech and gets kicked out of the game. You know, my point is Draymond greens getting these techs cause cause of his, cause of his history in the, in the league, not because he was yelling at somebody. Right. I mean, that's why he's getting loose technicals over somebody like clay or Steph who don't tend to scream as much as Draymond does. I mean, Patrick Reed and all this blew up because it's Patrick Reed way more than because of what actually happened. Right. And, uh, and, and, this lift clean and place thing is similar. It's I, I don't want to sit around being frustrated at this. I just want to watch the game, you know, and I want to watch golf and we, you know, I mean, you've, you've been talking a lot about the mental approach. I downloaded a couple of the books you've talked about. Um, I, I'm trying to look at life a little bit lighter right now. And, uh, because I've got a lot more in my life right now than maybe I did two years ago. And so I don't want to sit here and be, Pissed
3: that you guys are playing with clean in place. Like, yeah. I want to be upset about other stuff. It, it, it's, it's that. It's, it's I, again, I try and from the books or whatever, I'm trying to less agree and disagree and more understand and then present my, my viewpoint. So, if that's how you enjoy watching, like when I watch like my wife's uh, really shitty reality shows, I yell at the TV the whole time. And that's just right. how I like to watch it because it infuriates me and I let my, but I enjoy myself when I do that. It's fun. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to hate fun. watch The Bachelor. Like that's a fun yeah, part of watching Bachelor. Yeah, it's hate watch. So maybe if that's how you want to watch golf, that's totally fine. Um, my my whole thing though is just like uh, for, from my point of view, is the lift clean and placing is such a minute small thing, to the viewer that it's it's for the casual it's, viewer. That's the thing to the, the to majority view, of the viewer. Crazy right. To me, that that would that that would, that would that would piss you off to the point where you need to get on Twitter and like get your like get a legion of people behind you to say "Hey, how stupid is this tour these guys are all soft now again whatever i I mean life goes on for us like it's all good um there are other like the the patrick thing again like of all the podcasts i've listened to the things i've read these people claim to be like not claim to be or like are are kind of presented as like kind of golf experts in the media. And the first thing they went to is procedure. It's like, well, no, that's, that's how it works. So like, you're kind of showing your, your hand here a little bit, like you're, you're tipping, you're tipping your hand, I guess you're, you're showing that you actually aren't like, as in the no. I mean, I, I heard Braindle, Braindle said, you know, you pick the ball with two fingers. Like, okay. Yeah. But like, I mean, like he had it in his palm. Like, It wasn't like insane what he did. It's not like he was put it in his pocket. It's not like he he held it with two hands and covered it. Like, It's not insane what he did. I mean, like, so we're picking at things to get mad. And I understand that is sports. That is sports media. Like, that's the fun of a lot of this stuff. Um, But when I watch golf, uh, if it's pissing if it's pissing me off, I try to at least dissect like, well, why does that even, like, why would lift clean in place bother me? It's like, well, I get it. It's because we should be tested. There should be more chaos. There should be X, Y, and Z, but there is a lot of chaos. There is a lot of stuff. And this is just from what I've understood to move us along. I, like I said, I maybe had a one, one hundredth of a shot advantage with where I got to move my ball on one out of the three days worth of, of lies I got. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it, it, but it's just funny. I I'm more bring it up because it makes me kind of laugh when I go out right. sometimes so I'll finish my run of golf. And be like, Oh, that seemed like a nice benign tournament. And I'll like look <laughs> online and be like, I can't believe there's such a player run tour. You guys are so coddled. And it's like, oh, are we, we, what? Like, where did this come from? And then I see it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, cause we got lift clean in place. Like that's what we're all mad about. Like how did, I don't know how that like changed anyone's, you know, <laughs> well, does we, it help? Is there, is there,
0: now I will ask you this, who what player does Lift Clean and Place help the most?
3: Well, I would say the person who hits the most fairways it helps because so if you're short, and shorter and straighter. I don't know. Maybe I mean it does help if you're around the greens, but there's not a ton of situations where you have a fairway lie where you get like a you know uh, where you get to lift clean and place it so for like a pitch. It happens occasionally, but like out there, it's Kakuya. The ball sits way up. Like you, I it was very rare. Like I mean, I picked my ball up and clean it one on one of them, and Joseph, like, where are you going to move it? And I said I actually would just want to put it right back there. It's like sitting <laughs> sit on the tee. So like I don't know. It's it's you can get a little angles here, but it's only a club length. It's it's a. I guess there's some weeks where it'd be better. I guess if you hit it in a divot in the middle of the fairway, it would be better. Like I made that joke on 18 on Sunday. I hit my third shot it was from a divot. And I was like, man, of all the days, like, it'd be nice to move. But right again, like that's golf. That's the fun of it. And it wasn't a bad divot. So it was like, you know, like, no one would have known that I was in one unless I just said it. So like, again, like, I don't know how that would have affected the viewing experience. Um, most people wouldn't, wouldn't have even noticed because it was like a, just kind of like an old divot. Uh, but like, you know, Tony said he was in an old divot on Sunday on 18 and that's why it was hard for him to get that three iron to the green. So there's an interesting one. So I guess maybe that added chaos, but is that how you want the tournament to come down to is like, I could look at it as I wish he would have had a little bit more of like a clean shot at it. So I could see if he could stuff it in there and give, you know, Patrick something to look at if he makes Eagle. So I don't know. It's just, I, again, um, it's just always funny when I walk out of the golf course and I see what isn't. Is, is like it's so, it's so distance and what you yeah, are which thinking is good about. because you, you should we should tailor it to that but the same way, I feel like there's some tailoring to what the fans like and it's just never seems to make them happy like Nothing can make people. I mean, the stands on 18 this year are still back there. There's that wall. It is so far over the green. Like you couldn't even get there in two. It was playing so long. And people are like, can you believe they still have the backs up there, even though there's no fans? It's like they need to put the sponsor thing up there. Like there's a camera tower up there. Like, we need something back there to make 18 look like 18. No one is hitting that wall. Like it's not in play. And people are still mad about it. So it's just like people are trying to tailor to the fan. And it's just the fan, and I think many sports but especially it seems like in golf keep moving the goalposts on what they think is fun to watch and it just gets keeps it's an impossible game to play um they're trying to do a lot of things they're also trying like i said you know in prior podcasts we clearly have a disconnect with we want the best player to win and then the fans want the best viewing experience and and we're missing there because we need to blend in to have the best viewing experience but we you know As competitors, we all want the guy who deserved it to win that week, each and every week. So, like, is because one guy got three mud balls and another got zero, and that guy now won by one, is that, does that prove that that guy's better that week? Like, I would say no. So, like, we would, we lean towards letting us do lift, clean, and place more often. So, it's a more like democratic process of who wins. But again, fans want to see the balls, you curve off the planet into a, into the book, into a bush. Uh, from the middle of February because it's funny and it's entertaining it's like that's I get that point but like golf sports are to see who wins that's why there's rules and <laughs> that's why there's like an out of bounds uh like in basketball that's why we check to see if his foot was on the three-point line because it matters it's like I've all c- cool chaos for entertainment but like maybe like we're we're trying to give a little like give a little back like you know let's meet in the middle because like, you know, I t- always talk to DJ pie. Who's like the best dude in the world about all this. And he's like, he wants golf tab, no yardages. You know, you have no idea where anything is. No pin sheets, no nothing straight up chaos. And it's like, dude, like I'm with that. That's really fun. But like, that's insane for like, <laughs> like, like, like you can't just have it be perfect for like just you. Like, I, I'm sure some people out there want to see like who can hit the best seven iron. I mean, like that's some people's opinion. But like obviously Twitter crowd is louder and DJ is being like pretty tongue in cheek with it. But like, yeah, that'd be hilarious to watch. But like at what point then do you get bored of that? Then what do we go to? Um, Like, I don't know. So it's like I see the art in hitting a wedge shot that lands exactly on somebody's number, two hops and spins and goes in. So like then, I would say, all right, we need you know, mics on the caddies or closer or more conversation. Cause you would hear us talk about that and then see, damn, that dude did exactly what he's doing. Or maybe he didn't, but he got lucky. Or maybe he didn't. And now he's screwed. Like finding a balance to be more entertaining while also still letting us play to win a golf tournament. I mean,
0: yeah, it's that, it's the old boatwright quote, right? About the USGA. And it said, you know, we're not trying to embarrass the best players in the world or try to identify the best player yeah. in the world. It's like, you know, that's listen, the US Open setup isn't always the most fun for the player, but the best player that week's going to win, and that player's going to really like the week. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back.
1: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603
2: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
4: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect.
0: Good week for you. You've played a couple of good weeks. You said you didn't feel like you had your best stuff. We haven't even brought up one of my favorite points of the week. And I haven't got a full answer to this yet, so I'm excited to hear. Uh, Max,
3: you're a 7-wood guy now. Welcome to your 30s. And, uh, and did we hit it? Heavenwood, yeah we hit it uh three times once out of the rough once out of a fairway bunker which did not go well and uh <laughs> once on uh six on the par five i hit the green and two from the fairway so it's a pretty good club uh, i think there's gonna be like a uh back and forth with that in my three iron just depending upon the course setup but it's fun i feel like i'm hitting like the fate you see so much face it feels like you're hitting like a pitching wedge so it feels quite easy to hit is it, is, will it be in the bag at waste Manager or is it back to the iron? I got I got to go see you today and tomorrow, but I think it'll be in the bag. I went through the round and I can only remember hitting the three iron off the tee on um, number one. Uh, so I could easily kind of get around that. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't think I hit an iron off of any other tee box and it would help coming into, I mean, shoot last year. If I, you know, have a seven wood on 15, I have a, I think a lot better chance to stop that ball uh, close to the hole and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, cause you ripped sneak. three iron, right? Yeah. And I pulled it long left. Cause I just I had, to, I had to hit it really high and get a lot of spin on it. And I think I overswung. So, uh, I, yeah, I think it'll probably, probably be in the bag, but we'll go see. Um, do you have any flights? I got a few flights.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I have, uh, what you
3: got Shane. Um,
0: let me see here.
3: Um,
0: Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, you, you, have you been out the TPC Scottsdale? Have you been out there? Oh, yet yeah. Or have you been out yeah.
3: I went there a month ago, uh, for, uh, Taylor Gooch has his like little golf tournament he puts on, it's very small, but we went and played and it's in good shape. Uh, the stands are a bit odd, 16, still fully enclosed, but it doesn't have like as many seats. It's going to be like all mostly corporate. There's, I think one stand on 18, if I remember right, maybe two, but like the rest of the golf course is pretty much empty. It looks like it normally does. So it's odd. Um, but it'll be good. I guess we're going to have some fans, which is awesome. Uh we miss that. It, it's it's not nearly as fun playing playing without fans. So it'll be cool. Uh but yeah, golf course should be good. I mean, I don't know how firm they can make it, but it's typically a pretty good firm test. Um I know the scores are quite low, but at least you get to see the ball bounce, which is which is nice. Uh, the, so uh, a real a, a real
0: quick update on Aeon Risk Reward Challenge. We haven't talked about it this year, buddy. It's it's back, and you made a big move uh whole lot eagle helped your cause um i think he jumped like 30 spots you are firmly t27 in good company you're tied with colin murakawa and tony finau uh everybody chasing louis hazen by the way one of your favorite uh, playing 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 <laughs> partners throughout the year so that's that's your aon risk award update t27 and you know what 17th hole this week maybe just knock it in for one on one day and then make it to the next
3: that sounds lovely. I would, I, would love, I would love to do that. Um, Shane, I have a dumb idea. Uh, oh. This is pretty dumb. Tim Mickelson, Phil Mickelson's brother, just right. had a, a baby. And I wish they, they should have named him uh, Will so that it could be Will and Uncle Phil. That's pretty good. I like that. Will and <laughs> Phil. They didn't go with that, though. I can't remember what the name
0: was, but not that. that that's pretty good. I, I have a bad idea sent in from producer Tim. Wait, this is How dumb this? idea, not bad idea. <laughs> well, okay. I, this is, well, this is, this is, I'll say dumb idea. I wrote down bad idea. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. He said, uh, he said, here it is. A bachelor-like ceremony for Monday qualifiers or Q school guys or corn fairy guys. A random every week that doesn't already qualify by winning gets into an event. The players have to create a social media, media video like they do on The Bachelor, and the fans get to choose who gets in. Yay or nay on this idea. I mean, that's the biggest
3: nay in the history of nays. <laughs> but I mean, I like the creativity. We can, we okay. can workshop it There a you go. Bit. Um, yeah. So that was, maybe that if was there's great. a playoff. Then you like. Then you do the video.
0: Um, I did get. Uh, I told you this last night. We were going to record yesterday and ended up pushing it. I said uh, I got my best thing. I heard this week came from a listener named Jordan Jones, and he ordered some teas. You know, got a lot of people ordering the teas. Appreciate you guys posted the pictures. We've been posting them on uh on her get a grip Instagram account, he said, just tried to explain steak walks to my wife, because I got the tease. And she thought it meant steak babies, which and I guess you could get that confused. And he, he just said, I wish you could have I wish you could have seen the look she gave me because um, <laughs> trying to explain steak walks to somebody that doesn't listen to this podcast. I've run into this issue. It's a little tough. It's not yeah. it's not something that just rolls off. So uh, shout out to to one of our listeners who was trying to to battle the explain to your wife, a golf thing, which occasionally gets you into a, into a very weird
3: place. Almost always. <laughs> I have a feel good Friday. Ron Rivera, Cal bear uh, is cancer free. He announced that this past week. Uh, I think that that was a cool thing to hear. It seems like stand up guy, um, obviously a beloved coach. So it's good to hear that he is uh, making his way back to fully, fully healthy. So that was good to hear.
0: You got it. You got a new sponsor. What, 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 what I got going now? I saw you reposting something on your Instagram.
3: Yeah. X golf. They do like indoor golf stuff. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do a partnership with them. Um, it's more like, uh, I do a couple outings and, uh, I don't, they won't be on my gear or anything. Um,
0: gotcha. Can you see if they'll build an indoor simulator in my new house in Connecticut? Cause uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty snowy. Will, out right now. I will,
3: I will ask for you, Shane. I have uh, one more flight. I got uh, the best shot. I saw someone hit, but it comes with a bit of a story. That Let's go. Keith and Steve Stricker first two days. Steve's obviously a legend. Keith is working his way to be a legend. Um, they're both on seven uh, on Thursday. Hit it left to the green. We're almost done the round. Keith is not having a good day. Steve is battling. Uh, left is terrible. It's short-sighted uphill uh, slope in front of you. It's not a good spot. Steve goes first, uh, tries to bump it into the hill. Too soft, rolls back down the hill. He has basically the same shot. He's a little bit closer than Keith now, so Keith goes. Keith, seeing this, goes with kind of the spinning, like, you know, higher one, and he clips it really nice. Lands just barely on the green. Uh, I didn't like that uh, spins and then checks and releases about to 15 feet pretty good shot he comes over to us and goes man like that's about as much as I could spin it and I'm like yeah you hit that thing pretty nice Keith well right as that's happening Steve hits his shot and this time Steve decides to go with the high spinning shot (laughs) it lands just about where Keith did and stops about two inches from the hole he spun the life out of the golf ball. And it was just so perfect after Keith goes, that's about as good as I can do. And we it was very important to note that Steve was 14 feet better than uh, Keith was spinning the golf ball. And Keith, Keith walking up the next tee or next hole after his tee shot, he walks up, he goes, I'm still thinking about that shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never, leave, never leave my brain. Um, I was, I was going to say, I mean, you get a chance to play with, you're playing with Stricker. And you go out there and fire a dirty number. How is it playing with, with Stricker? Because his game is so different now than kind of the modern player, but he still gets it around. He's still so dirty. How is it playing with like when you play with a guy that's in his 50s that you know doesn't have the distance that the PJ Tour guys have now, yet still can do it? How impressive is it when you watch it like through 18 holes?
3: Yeah, he just buttons it. So there's a difference between people who hit it short and people who hit it short, like shorter like he does. But he hit a couple that got out there plenty far. But yeah, in general, it's a little shorter, but I mean, he just hits it out of the middle so often. Obviously a place like that, he needs to be in the fairway, but if you're in the fairway out there, you're already at an advantage. I don't care if someone's up in front of you in the rough, Um, but he just does such a good job of hitting it solid. And he's obviously a phenomenal putter. Uh, His wedge play is amazing. His short game was great. I mean, he made certain chips like that one look very easy. Um, And he did it again on the North course when he's grinding to make the cut, he made two chips look so easy. Uh, I don't know. It's just like he, it's, it's always, you learn, I feel like you learn a lot more from, from someone like, uh, with the, with the, the, the golf game, like a Steve Stricker than you would someone like a a Dustin Johnson because, uh, Steve has to play a slightly different game. Um, and there's more to, I think, take from it. So it's always fun to play with someone like Steve who's made tons of money and tons of cuts and, and won a bunch and clearly knows how to get the ball in the hole. Uh, despite not having like immense power off the tee. Um, but he, he, he repeats. I think that's the cool part. What he does, he just keeps doing it. He's going to beat you to death with it, um, especially on a course. Like, that's a hard golf course to make the cutout if you don't hit it far. You know, um, again, it helps hit fairways, but you still got to hit the fairways. And he did a great job. It's, it's very fun playing with, with someone like, like Steve Stricker. It's, it's an honor, and it's some, you try to take what you can from the experience. We're going to take a quick break and be right back.
1: Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
2: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
4: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect.
0: Uh, My Feel Good Friday is uh, we raised money from the golf tees we sold. um, And we raised a lot of money for a charity in Arizona called The Singletons. It supports single-parent families dealing with cancer. Um, Our hope with that uh, support there is that, you know, we're hoping we can uh, can help some people out and, and get them back out uh, cancer-free and, and, get them back out walking. you know, once, uh, yeah. once That's thanks, the idea guys, there. so awesome. thanks everybody for supporting that. Uh, a reminder, we have, uh, we have t-shirts and hats at imperial com Uh, you can check out our gear there. Uh, where's, where are you at head wise? Um, just to, with how, how you've been dealing with everything in terms of approach to the game and, and how, where are you at confidence wise headed into this week?
3: Yeah, it's good. Uh, I feel confident. Like I said, I'm hitting my irons really, really well. Um, and I, I feel like you know, just gotta get a couple putts to fall and and drive it just maybe a little better. But um, I feel comfortable at this golf course. Um, I would say this one suits me probably. You know, I guess here, here in Riviera, I feel like I see the best. Tory, I like a lot too. But these, this in Riviera, I like see the golf course really well. Um, uh, especially off the tee. So, I mean, you know, ho- hopefully a good week I played well here in the last couple of years, but yeah, the game just feels good. So it's, uh, feels like I just keep kind of repeating what I'm doing over and over again. And it's been, uh, it's been just getting more and more solid. I feel a little more like I did in college where like, I didn't feel like I needed to be so perfect, uh, which frees me up then to just be myself, which I think is what mostly everybody out here kind of, kind of does. Um, you want to know that you don't have to be the best, in the world to be the best in the world, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. You don't have to be firing on all cylinders. So I feel like that, I feel, but I feel like it's fun watching my irons and my wedges be like this. Cause it's uh, this past week was pretty special with the irons and it's fun to just be able to paint picture in your head and then just repeat it. So I look forward to playing golf nowadays and I got coaches, uh, Blackburn's out here this week. So I'm going to go see him today. Uh, I'm excited to play the program tomorrow um, and, and see what the atmosphere is like uh because you know this is the best event of the year and unfortunately it's not gonna be quite as crazy but hopefully we get a little bit of normalcy back um but yeah so it should be it should be good uh Shane what what do you got this week you gotta you gotta start uh coming up with some clever ways to uh explain uh how 16 at waste management (laughs) tends to go for the fans yeah just just uh it's
0: you know what we have audio queued up remember last year on this podcast you said the worst you could ever make is a four and then you go you go, ah, now next year, I'm going to make a five. There. That was one of my favorite things. It'll be a little different now, though, obviously, without the fans. I feel like the shot will feel a little less nervy. Uh, you were eighth in the field this past week in strokes, gain approach to the green. Third in the field in strokes, gain around the green. That's good stuff. That's that yeah. Both those is pretty impressive. I've, uh, I've enjoyed watching it. I mean, I, obviously, I, I like when you play well. But, um, you know, you, like you said, it seems like you're kind of going out there and and the the round the rounds all feel and look simple for you you know which is uh especially at a place like Torrey I mean that's not the easiest thing to do so um it's nice you know you you kind of had your your dinner on the north and then you kind of rock and roll after that so um yeah dude I'm not gonna be out there following you this year though I mean you had me for like 36 holes over the weekend you're not gonna get arrested this year I won't get yelled at. Yeah, we're year year anniversary of almost getting arrested for uh, Dasani you water. Know, Dasani arrest arrest for getting lacy water. And Imagine if a, you try to steal a Fiji. How fast oh, you would have been in God, jail. I would still be in jail. Are you kidding me? I'd, I'd be doing this podcast from from prison for sure. Uh, well, hey, have a good week. I'm uh, I'm jealous. Uh, I'm jealous of everybody that's going to be out at, at waste <laughs> Managers. One of my favorite weeks of the year, in all the golf too. I love uh, I love being there. But I'm excited. I'll get to chat about it, dude. I've been go. I was thinking about this. I've been going to the waste management pretty much every year since like oh three you know i mean i think i went up there my second year of college i think basically from that point forward i might have missed one or two years but i mean i i'm there i'm there a lot you know i mean obviously down the street from it but like you said it's 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 the coolest golf event to see in person i think
3: it's rad, um, and I got my all-in challenge people here uh, that that bought the the um oh, nice. the, the charity event uh, that the Michael Rubio I think put on Michael Rubin put on, um, so they're out here. We played golf yesterday, and uh, they're going to get to I'm go, go the course for five days. Yeah, one guy made a six iron. That's probably the best shot I saw this week. Is one guy uh, John made a six iron from? So uh, Dan had two thirty two, and he's the host. He like basically lifted out from 232 this is the hardest hole at the golf course number one handicap i went next from where were you at? rock i okay. went next and had to hit a six iron and i mean i hit it to two and a half feet it must have burned the high side uh and then john gets up there and alice in the air caddy nick said it's in and it it fucking went in for two it was unbelievable he did make probably like a twelve. in next hole. A, a, not, a good, <laughs> not, not a good Not a good backup. But he didn't, as a, as our Kelly said, he, he didn't validate. Uh, I think he actually made probably like a seven. But um, yeah, but it was fun. But I'm glad they're out here uh, getting to do, uh, you know, what the, what they what they were almost fully promised to do. Yeah. Not quite a VIP experience, but just close.
0: Uh, all right, before before we go, I want your Super Bowl pick real quick. Super Bowl pick, who are you going? uh I, I you're gonna watch stop this you're still no no,
3: watch. no i'm not talking about to- I, I was gonna say i want to take the i mean yeah. i don't know what you're getting at i, I said don't i want to take the, about the packers no i said i want to take the chiefs i was getting bummed that i'm tired of watching tom brady like i just don't i respect him he's amazing blah 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 i'm just sick of watching it i like i'm like watching a rerun every year like i'm over it so i want to bet i want to i want to pick the chiefs but like I, it's just like, at this point, it's like, Tom will probably win out. I know I'm with you. I kind of like the Bucks as well. It's annoying, Shane. As an old guy, like you, you, you must really appreciate it. <laughs> you know what the good news is I'm st- I'm not even as old as Tom Brady.
0: You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's the know, Good news is I can still look up. Hey, I, I have, I have entered the time in your, in, in place. You'll get there in a few years where all the pro athletes you watch are way younger than you, but at least I still got one. I'm looking at bad. I got a few more years until, uh, until we get there, who knows if he still might still be playing. Uh, have a great week, bro. I'm excited to watch. Um, I've been loving the way you've been playing lately. And more than anything, just loving the attitude. The attitude's great. And, I mean, that's, that's what you're looking for. Uh, and we're going to do – I think we're going to do a book club on this McConaughey book, uh, on this podcast. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Because you did the audio sure. version. And yeah. I'm going to read it. I'm, I'm, I'm about to start it. And I think what we'll do is on a down week when Max isn't playing, we're going to have – we're going to ask you all to read it as well. Send in some points, questions and all that And we'll dive into it for half an hour And that'll be our little book club segment We'll roll out every, every now and again So um, that's just a thought We're not exactly sure if we're going to execute it It's kind of how this podcast works But we'll see, we'll see uh, Everybody have a great week uh, Root Max on Hey, do you know who you're playing with yet? And if you haven't, did you make the Did you, have you, have you made a call yet? You want to make a call here? Your
3: guest? You uh, uh, I don't want to call it here Because I feel like I'm going to change it I need to, I now that I know that we, we do this I need to put some, uh some some research into it um... Next week, I'll be more prepared. To okay, next week, a, we'll do it. Next, next, next week. Who's we'll at the tournament today? and feel is, it is out a- for You know what?
0: I, I have, I have a, I for some reason have an Andrew Landry feeling. Is he in the field this week? I I could see, I could see Max
3: and Landry. I'm thinking, I think Nate Lashley might be one of them. He's high on my list, but I'm going to, I got to feel out the second one. I got to, I got to, okay. got to do a little dive in, you know? I got to, got to get in the, get in the, in the PJ Tour links to start to figure out who's playing this thing, who I could get paired with.
0: A on risk score just a reminder 17 max 17, 17. Whole, you know what you should just try to play that whole well that's kinda what of, that's One, the two. that's what I'll, how I'll play it. I love it I love it um have a great week everybody thanks for listening
3: have a great week before I forget uh shout out to FootJoy. I'm wearing like a special cocktail collection uh they asked me my favorite drink so on Saturday I'm wearing a tequila sunrise nice. here, so I hope you guys like it uh, you have it all do you have it already? I just got it. I got to take it out of the box. So I'm excited. Uh, I'll I'll try to post a picture of it, but uh, appreciate listening. Appreciate you guys buying the tease. Wash your hands and enjoy, hopefully, the most fun event of the year. (laughs) See you guys.
0: Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, everyone.
1: This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tannerito's.